Verse 2 says, Amen. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shall thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Amen. In other words, I remember my wife used to say this to me all the time, and many times I read the Bible, I just could not remember that scripture. I could not find that scripture, amen. But she used to say to me all the time, she said, man, the Bible says a man don't work, he don't eat. I said, oh, that ain't in the Bible. I don't know where you got that from. You'd have made that up. That ain't in the Bible, right? But she always used to say that to me. She said, if a man don't work, he don't eat. That's what verse 2 is saying here, amen, in Psalms 128. But thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shall thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Amen. In other words, not only, we're not just talking about man eating and providing for himself, but it's our responsibility to provide for our families. Amen. amen. It's our responsibility, amen, to provide for our homes. Amen. Genesis 3.19 says, In the sweat of thine face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the earth. In other words, God created us to work. He didn't create us to sit back and, you know, I, I remember we, we was in Hawaii before we came here and had a contracting job there. I had to be at work like at 7.30 in the morning. And I'd, I'd be driving down the street at 7.30 in the morning. And if you be in there or you, you know anything about the islands, you know, at 7.30 in the morning, it's like 85 degrees, man. I mean, it's nice, you know. But I'm driving down the street and I see these young cats. And I, when I say young, I'm talking look like they're in their mid-20s. They, they sitting up on the rail, got their feet off, kicked up smoke. I'm like, all right, cool. They must have a day off. Tuesday, I go down, see the same dude, same Wednesday. I said, man, these jokers cannot be working. They just can't be working, you know. But they got nice, they driving nice little cars, you know. They, they, they got all the bling bling. And I'm like, how in the world now? Of course, I ain't going to get into it. They must be doing something else. But the point I'm trying to make, while I was going to work, they were sitting at home, right? Now, of course, I know mean, all of them was doing that. They, they Maybe they were just taking the chill before they headed to work. But the point I'm trying to make is that we ought not be sitting down. We ought to be laboring and providing for our families, amen. Hallelujah. Got too many families on welfare in this nation. You try, I think they said something 40-something million. You're not going to convince me that there's 40-something million families that don't have a husband or even a wife or a mom or a dad in that home, amen, that doesn't have the ability to work. You're not going to convince me of that. There's, there's not 40 million broke families because they, they can't work. Mm -mm. We know better than that. But the Bible says, hallelujah. But thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands, and happy shall thou be. Hallelujah. I have to admit that when I retire, happy shall thou be. My thought was, I used, I used to try to play golf then. So my, my thought was, man, I'm going to retire. Boy, I was up at Fort Campbell. I said, man, I'm going to retire, man. I'm going to kick that, play me some golf by the end of the day, you know. I ain't doing nothing, boy. I'm chilling, man. You know, all that. I don't know. I got six weeks in. It'll be eight weeks in, and I'll never forget this. My wife said, I don't know what you plan on doing, she said, but I've become accustomed to a certain standard of living. Can <laughs> <Amen>. hear? <laughs> Amen. But besides that, I found that, you know, after 27 years, you know, I couldn't just sit around and do nothing. I couldn't just sit around and I'll joke them with my brother here, but I think it's kind of, maybe you've never said, but it's kind of with him, I, I just can't sit around and do nothing, you know, that, that it's going to drive me crazy to do nothing, because I'm used to doing, I've got to do something, you know, and that's what the Lord is saying, he said, he said, I created you to do something, 
your something may not be my something and your something is not their something and so on and so forth but all of us were created to do something besides sit on our Lord and the labor will provide for us amen said so we will eat the, the, the work of our hands that means that God will bless our labor amen hallelujah so that we can buy the things we want to buy and eat the food we want to eat amen and go to a place we want to go he said I will bless your labor but you got to do something when we do that, amen, we bless our families, not just in what we give them, but set the example for our children. My son just turned 37, which I just blows my mind to say that. Uh, but my son just turned 37, but I'm reminded we was in Heidelberg, Germany, and he was 14, 15 years old. Maybe a freshman in high school. I don't remember for sure, but he came to me one day. He said, Dad, I need $20. I said, no, you don't need 20 dollars. He said, yeah, dad, I need 20 I said, no, you need a job. <laughs> I, said, what I, told, I said, you need a job. And I said, I said, let me tell you something, son. I said, when I was growing up in Indiana, Indianapolis, I said, in the summertime, we cut grass. I said, in the fall, we rake leaves. In the winter, we shovel snow. I said, I had a paper route. And, he, and then, of course, he said, well, dad, you said I can't get no job. I got to keep my grades up. I said, yeah. I said, it was summertime. The weather I said, um, son, I said, these are soldiers we, we, we live with. You think these jokers want to get up on Saturday morning and cut grass? I won't cut no grass on Saturday morning. They've been humping all week. They won't cut no grass. I said, I guarantee you, because I had a lot more. I said, you go out there and knock on them doors. I said, I guarantee you, if you tell them, hey, I'll cut your section of grass for $20, $25, I said, I suggest you say $25. I said, I guarantee you, they, they'll let you do it. He went out there and done that. Came back, he was making like $300 a month, right? Cutting grass, right? I mentioned that only to say that my son's a hard worker now. He provides for his family, amen. He, he don't believe in sitting around doing nothing, amen. He, 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 his labor has blessed his family. They're getting ready to buy a $300,000 home, amen. They're getting ready to sell and run. I mean, his labor, amen, has, of his hands has blessed him, amen. Hallelujah. And what I'm saying to you, amen, that the word of God has already told us, amen, that if we will put our hands to the plow and do the work that God has called us to do, amen, it will not be in vain. He will bless the labor of our hands. Happy shall thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Men, we are called to provide. We are called to protect. Amen. Hallelujah. We are called to cover our loved ones, our spouses, our wives. Amen. We are called, amen, to do something besides sit around. Hallelujah. Because we are the example of God the Father. God didn't sit around, amen. We know the story of the creation, amen. For six days he labored and labored and labored and did all that he did. And, and, and just a little humor here. If you ever look at Australia or New Zealand, I think that might have been day five and day six when he started dealing with them. Because then you start to get some strange looking stuff, right? It was like God sort of said, man, I'm Okay, like he was running out of ideas, right? So let me take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but that, yeah, that'll work. And and so you got creature walking around, got got a mouth like a dang on duck, you know, got 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 a body like like, like a, a a duck, and got feet, amen, like like a duck, but ain't got no wings, <laughs> you know, walk around on the ground, or or, or you got something, amen, that you know, a, a strange looking creatures to our eyes. The, the the point I'm trying to make, amen, that God, amen, he, he, he did something. He, he didn't just sit around in heaven. I mean, he wasn't just in heaven saying, oh, I think I'm just chill. No, 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 no. He was continually busy about what he had decided to do in the creation, amen. We have to be busy about the things, amen, God has called us to do, amen. It's husbands and fathers, praise be to God. We need to be busy, amen, about doing everything that God has called us to do. A real man, verse 3, amen, 
real man has a family that worships. Verse 3 said it like this. Thy wife should be a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold that, the, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion. And thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Hallelujah. A real man, hallelujah, seeks the face of God. A real man, amen, calls upon the blessings, amen, of God on high for his family, for his home. And the, and the blessings go beyond just me, you, and just our few, not just your sons and your daughters, your immediate family, amen. But amen, it says, amen, that your children's children, amen. We're blessed to have two young grandchildren right now, amen. Hallelujah, they are the joy of our lives, praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know if you got any granddaughters, but I'm telling you, I love my grandson. He's cool. That's my boy and all that. But my granddaughter, that girl know how to make you say, what you want, girl? Anything you want. Mm -mm. But they're blessed. Amen. They don't realize they're blessed, but they are blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. There's nothing that they have desire of that they cannot have, amen, that cannot be provided for them, amen. They, 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 they're in a safe home, amen. They're in a loving home, amen. Hallelujah. They are blessed, hallelujah. But the word of God says here is that you and I, amen, the patriarchs of our families, hallelujah, amen, not just for me, you and just a few, but our sons and our daughters, sons and daughters, shall see the blessing that we provide through our obedience to God. Hallelujah. Behold, thou shalt the man be blessed that fear the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, they're, 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 we're living in a time and we're, we're living in a day, amen, where you can turn on your video, your TV, your music of choice, amen. Unless you specifically are looking for, hallelujah, the word of God. You can hear everything but that. Unless you are seeking out, amen, the voice of the living God on the airwaves, amen, you can hear everything but that. And what I'm trying to say, amen, is that, amen, me, we as men of God, hallelujah, we need to make sure that our families are tuned in, hallelujah, to the things of God. We need to tell them, amen, that this is the way we are to live. That your home and your children's home and your children's children's home shall be blessed, even as you, yours is. I tell you, no matter how old our children get, one thing they can tell their friends and, and those around about them, their co-workers, amen, that they lived in a blessed home, amen. They, 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 they can't tell you no story where they went without. Not just, and I'm not just talking material things. They didn't go without that. If they did, it wasn't because we couldn't afford it because they didn't need it in our eyesight. But they didn't suffer for anything. Hallelujah. I remember when my son came back, he was 15, 16. He came back from a missions trip in Romania. Amen. And when he came back, he just came back with the clothes on his back. Hallelujah. And I said, Chris, I said, where your stuff at? He said, Dad, I, he said, I, I, I left him in Romania. They had went there to go to an orphanage. Uh, to, to build a, a playground for the kids. I said, why'd you do that? He said, Dad, they got nothing there. He said, it, it, he said it's so dark and dingy. He said, there's no color there. He said, everything is gray or, or black. He said, it, it was just bad. He said, and the kids, he said, all those kids, he said, they thought all this stuff 
you know, the you know, teenage kids, you know, military kids have it. They thought that stuff was the greatest thing since sliced bread. He said, I, I just gave away everything I had. And, but this is what he told me. He said, Dad, I will never complain again about you and Mom not giving me something that I think I need. He said, because I realize now, this is what my son told me, 15, 16 years old. He said, Dad, I realize now. He says, how blessed we are, how much we have. Because they got nothing. And they thought this little stuff that we don't even care about was so awesome. He says, I'll never complain again. Our children ought to be blessed to the point, amen, that they don't even realize they're blessed. But when they get to the point where they do realize it, they understand the value of following Jesus. They understand the value of being the man of God that they've called, they have been called to be. Hallelujah. We need to understand, amen, that not only, amen, are we to raise our families to worship and to praise God, that we can see the blessings of God, amen, on our lives, amen. But it also says, concerning the wife, it says that, 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 that your vine, speaking of your wife, amen, hallelujah, shall be fruitful. Hallelujah. He says, so your wife is like a vine by the side of the house and the olive trees, your children. Amen. Jesus always used metaphors, hallelujah, illustrations, amen, to understand, uh, uh, for understanding for those that were be listening to him. And he always used illustrations that were relevant to the group or the crowd he was in. When he was around shepherds, he talked about sheep. Amen. When he was around farmers, he talked about planting and, and olive trees and things of that sort. Amen. When, when he was around fishermen, amen, he talked about fishing. Amen. All in relationship to the word of God. Hallelujah. So here, when, when, when uh, the word is talked about, amen, vine trees, amen, and olive trees, amen, hallelujah, you have to understand that in the Middle East, amen, if you had olive trees, you were rich. In the Middle East, if you had olive trees, you were wealthy because of the oil that came from the olive, amen. It was a sign of wealth. Hallelujah. And so what did God say? He says, amen, your wife is going to be fruitful, amen, and that together you are going to be wealthy in the things of God. Hallelujah. And, 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 and not only that, amen, that, 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 that those olives, your children, will produce something. The olive itself produces what oil, amen. Your children will produce, amen. We have a sign, we have a sign on the front of our house. It says, amen, grandchildren are welcome, amen, and, and uh, uh, children are optional. Something like, I, I've got the other side, but the point being, we take the grandkids, we don't need y'all right now, amen. Uh, why? Because the children were the olives. The oil became the grandchildren. And now, anyone that's a grandparent, and, and I talked with some of my coworkers, amen, and, and we all have said the same thing, it's something about grandkids, amen. There's a level of love in you for grandkids that you don't know you have until you have grandkids, right? You don't, you don't even know it's there until you got them grandkids. Then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, woo yeah, you know, the grandkids, that's the value, that's the treasure. Amen. That God is talking about here. Amen. He says, amen, that your wife will be fruitful and she's going to provide you with children and your children are going to provide you with even a greater and deeper understanding of who I am because it's going to be of such great value to you. Hallelujah. The olive tree is green and productive, beautiful and stable. Amen. But the thing about that, they got to be cultivated. They got to be taught. They got to be guided. Amen. They got to be trimmed and pruned. Amen. In other words, you, you got to put some discipline in their lives. Hallelujah. You can't just let them grow wild. Amen. We, we had a, a rose bush 
at our house in uh, Hanau, Germany. Amen. Uh, the, the second time around, we went back to pastor. And we were living in Lemesheim. And uh, I don't know nothing about planting, so don't laugh. Had this vine, this uh, rose bush next to our, our porch. Right? And it was about maybe so tall or something like this. And, and you know, they got the nice flower them that draws all them bees. Well, my wife don't care for all them bees. So I chopped that thing down to like nothing. That's how we good. Shouldn't have done that. Chopped that thing down. To, I mean, it wasn't but a stud about like that. That thing grew and grew. It turned, at first it was like a tree. Now that thing was a big old bush. It was coming toward, it was leaning over toward the, the front door. Nice pretty flowers and everything. Because I had pruned it. Didn't know I was pruning it. I thought I was killing it, to tell you the truth. But I had pruned it. But what that pruning did was create growth. When we, when, when, we, when we guide our children, when we cultivate our children, our families, amen. Hallelujah. Not just children, but when we cultivate our families, amen. What we're doing is pruning them, prepare, preparing them for better and greater growth in the things of God. So it, it, it's important fathers, amen. It's important husbands, amen. I even say it's important mothers, hallelujah, amen. That how we prune our children, how we guide them is important, hallelujah. They, they just put out a study a week or two ago and... I don't know why this is news to anybody, but they, they put it out. I've been saying this for years, and I'm sure others have said. But they put out the study and found out that if kids have these video toys too much on their cell phone, I, I see kids in, 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 in the commissary in the, in the little stroller, amen, in, in, the, in the buggy for the food, amen, sit about, and they, they, now they even got these little kids on with their headphones on, plugged in, and they're doing this. I'm talking five, six years old like this. But a study found out, they said that... Uh, too many hours a day are now causing the children's brains to be suppressed. And they say they're seeing the same effects as if somebody was drinking heavily or doing drugs. They're seeing the exact, not almost like they say they're seeing this same exact problems in the brain, which causes them to have malfunctions in the rest of their lives. Amen. Uh, why? Because they're using these video games and doing. Now, they just talk about using the game. They're not saying a specific. Uh, game or whatever they just saying just the fact that they're on these video games and or on these electronic devices doing whatever it is they're doing there's a whole other different study that talks about all the crazy things that are on there i mean they're affecting the kids so what's the point the point i'm trying to make is that those video games are cultivating those kids those video games are making an impression upon their minds and scientists have found out amen what the bible had already told us but they now they have found out scientifically that that stuff is suppressing the brain it's causing the the the, the children to have problems amen and the same uh physical uh elements that they see when people drink too much or are into drugs amen it's the same thing with the video games so let's not let the videos and things for example cultivate our children but let us as husbands and fathers grandparents amen daddies Hallelujah. Let us be the cultivators. Let, let us turn things on in our lives and turn things off. Let us be the ones that guide them, amen, and show them the way, amen. Let us be the pruners, amen, through our love, our encouragement, amen, and yes, to our, our, our discipline of them in their lives, amen, that they can one day grow up to be the mighty man or the mighty woman of God that they're called to be. Ephesians 6, 4 says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Don't provoke them. That means, amen, simply hallelujah. Don't frustrate them. You know, don't, 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 don't go overboard in your discipline, amen, to the point, amen, that it becomes threatening to them. Hallelujah. 
Amen. But discipline them, amen. But don't provoke them, amen. Don't cause them to want to lash out against you, amen, or against society. Hallelujah. Amen. But make it so, amen, that they want to learn and understand that this is not acceptable and this is the way that daddy and mama has said to go and therefore and I understand now and so that's what I'm going to do. Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. Hallelujah. So I get ready to close, amen. Hallelujah. I, I, I've gotten better. I used to preach for an hour and a half, two hours. I th and that's when I was a young preacher and I thought that was... But I found out it don't take a whole lot. And when you get, get past a certain point, it ain't the Lord anymore, it's you. And when it becomes you, it's no longer effective. But as I prepare to close this, amen. Verse 6 says, talks about wealth. The last verse, amen, says, Ye shall see thy children's children in peace upon Israel. I already told you, your children represent your wealth. Amen. Sometimes in our world today, we look at wealth, and of course, we think of the physical things, you know. I got a five-bedroom, four-bath house, amen. Got me a Beamer, Mercedes, Caddy sitting out there, amen. Got two or three acres of land, manicured, looking all wonderful, amen. Got all the clothes, all the styles I want, and dress my wife in whatever style she desires, amen. We look at that as well. And in one sense, it is. But there's a verse the Bible says, "What profit the man to gain the whole world but lose his soul?" In other words, you can have all the we can have all the, the physical things of life, but one day it's going to turn back to dust. You know, one day it, 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 we're going to wonder if, 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 if we if we end up missing heaven. We're going to wonder why not spend all that time accumulating that stuff when I should have been cultivating my relationship with the Lord. You know, and so I say to you, Amen. You know, uh. Riches, according to the word of God, is how we affect our family. Riches, according to the word of God, is how we raise our children. And I encourage you on this Father's Day. Amen. Become the mighty man. Become the mighty woman of God. Become the mighty family of God that the Lord has called us to be. How? To get in ourselves wrapped up in this world. Let it be the pruner of our lives. That we can become effective tools in pruning and cultivating the lives of those God has appointed unto us. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Amen.